Welcome to the podcast Let's Talk Queer. I'm your host, Cassia Emerald, and we are here today to break the silence. Welcome to the first episode of Let's Talk Queer. I am so excited to be here today, starting this new project, and have you listening to me. I have so much to share, so much to talk about, and I'm sure that you also have. So I invite you to visit my website, CassiaEmerald.com, and interact with me. I would love to hear your opinion about it, your opinion about what you're going to talk about, your opinion about the podcast, and also your opinion about my book, We Are the Ashes on the Ground. I am a writer, I am a lesbian writer, and that's even better, <laughs> and I just published my book on Amazon, I'm self-published my book, and it's a short story with lesbian representation, and I would love to hear your opinion about it. So you can know more in my website, kessiaemerald.com. Let's start today. How are you guys? So for this first episode, I decided to present myself and talk a little bit about what is my big project for this podcast, Let's Talk Queer. I am Cassia Emerald, a Brazilian. You guys probably figured out by my accent. And I'm living in the United States now for almost three years. I come here in 2018 with a scholarship. Um, so basically, I am a historian. I have my degree in history and my PhD in history of medicine. And I come to the United States to study and finish my PhD about slavery and medicine history in the 19th century. So I come here, my government pay for me to come, develop some research in the archives, look at some sources, write an amazing article. Everything sounds great. And I was really excited. I came, I come to Michigan uh, by the end of 2018. And the plan, the main plan, was that I was going to stay in the United States for nine months. That was the time for my scholarship. But that changed. Of course, I'm still here. Um, the main reason behind why I stay in the United States is my wife, my beautiful and amazing wife, Kelsey. We met in the beginning of 2019. I was basically leaving the country. I almost had one month left. And I met her and we fell in love and we decided to stay together. It was really exciting relationship, especially in the beginning with all the, I'm just going to stay in this country for a month. Let's just enjoy our time together. But definitely our relationship was much more than that, that meant a lot for us. And I decided to stay. 
And that was definitely a big decision for me, especially considering that I was in a scholarship, considering that I was in a student visa that had a lot of restrictions. One day I will probably be sharing my story with immigration and all this documentation process that I go through. But for tonight, what matters is that I met my wife, we get married, and we are still together, and I'm still in our state, right now living in Arkansas. When I decided to create this project, Let's Talk Queer, my big idea was to create a space where I could communicate with other gays and lesbians and members of the LGBTQI plus community and share voices and experiences of how hard and how amazing is to be who we are in the present society. I say it's hard because we still deal with a lot of prejudice, we still deal with a lot of hate, but also it's amazing because we are so proud of who we are and who we love. So let that's why I create this podcast and that's why I identify myself as a lesbian writer. Because I will tell you guys that was not like that in the past. I had a really hard time accepting who I was, accepting who I loved. And I want to talk a little bit about that today. Um the first time I came out as a lesbian, I was 15 years old. I started understanding myself as a cisgender lesbian woman. And I was in high school. I can say definitely that I was a really introspective kid. Even though I used to play sports, be in competitions, I was really shy. And that was really, really hard for me to socialize. Most of the time, I was surrounded by boys. It was always really easy for me to be friends with them. And I had really rare girlfriends. Um, so even though I was playing volleyball and most of the time soccer, it was never easy for me to be around people, talk to people. So when I, so when I start understanding my sexual preference, and understanding that I was a lesbian, I remember the first feeling I felt was fear. I was so scared what that mean. What that was, I was so scared if, if that was going to change who I was and my relationship with my family. And why do I say that? Well, my family was a real conservative Catholic family. I grew up inside the church. Every Sunday, I was in a mass. Every Saturday, I was part of this teenager church group where we hang out together, try to create events where we could incentivate other kids to join us. We're discussing the Bible. And all that thing, how we could be better 
kids how we could be better Christians. So that was basically the environment I was all the time. So when I realized that I was having sexual desires for another girls, I was having romantic feelings for another girls, I freak out. I freak out because I knew basically that my family was never going to accept me. And I say that because basically the first time I came out from my family, I was 15 years old. Um, I come to home, I stay with my mom and I drop the bomb. Mom, I am gay. Um, I didn't know what to expect. I knew that she was not going to accept. I was just not sure about how bad that was going to be. Do you understand? It's like, I knew my family was going to have a hard time. I just don't knew how exactly was going to be their thoughts, their actions. And I can say that I was really surprised. It was not easy. I couldn't ever think that everything that I gone through in my life was going to happen. My mom react really bad and I can say that even today, I am 31 years old, I have a hard relationship with my mom and dad because of their ideas and concepts and intolerance. Um, so this first moment was really hard she react with the common argument special Christian people have that some Christian people with a really close mind have that homosexuality is a sin, that we are sick people that need help, or that we are promiscuous and never going to have a family. My mom goes through all these stages through years and was really hard for me when I was especially 15, 16 years old and I was trying to understand who I was. So my mom's opinion about that made a really big effect on me. So for a long time, for a long time, I really thought that I was not worth. And I really believe that a lot of kids, a teenager, young adults, listen to me right now that's going through this process and feeling that and I can tell you I understand you because I felt that in my skin and I know how hard it is I was I thought that anything that I could think was not worth it that anything that come from me need a second opinion need to be analyzed because I couldn't not trust myself. I couldn't trust myself at all. Because I grew up with my family, my parents' voice telling me I was a sick girl that need therapy or I was someone that really need to control their desires to not go to a bad road of promiscuity, unhappiness and all that. So when I was 17 years old, I try again to have this big conversation with my family. So I can tell you between these years, 15 to 17, most of the time I hide my relationships with another girls. What is always a secret, even 
from my best friends. I never talked to anyone about it. I was so scared because my family had such a bad reaction about it that I feared that my closest friends was going to think the same and that they were going to reject me. So I kept a secret from everybody. So I can tell you for sure that I was never able to have a healthy relationship with another girl for so long time. And then when I was 17, I tried again to have another conversation because that was building up inside of me and I was feeling really uncomfortable and I was having a really hard time to be good with myself, to be happy with myself because I was feeling all this inclination, all these romantic and sexual feelings. And another part of me was always telling myself, this is wrong. You need to control it. You need to, you need to find a way to cure this. So I try again. I come to my mom and try to share all this experience. And that's when things start getting really strange and hard and even traumatic so i start experiencing inside uh, my house this control over me and start being a physical control so what what i'm trying to say is that for example my parents take out my phone i couldn't talk to my friends or anybody else because for them i could be hiding relationships through my phone I was not allowed to go out of the house by myself because probably I was going to meet another girl. So I lost little by little my freedom and I accept that because I trust my parents. I trust that two people, they were supposed to love me unconditionally. I trust their opinion about all that and I truly believe that I need that. I need that to be a better person. I need to, to cure myself, as I say, because that was something that they always tell me. And I, I want to say that because I believe there's a lot of people out there that share the same experience, that share the same feelings, and we know how that can stay with us for years and years and years is an actually traumatic experience. So for a long four years, I was under this psychological torture where I was told that I was not worth it. I was told that I need to be better. Everything I did, I need to do better than anyone else to prove that I was worth it, to prove that even though I have these feelings, I have these, inc I have these inclinations, I was still good enough. And I think a lot of people feel this pressure as a member of the LGBTQI plus community. We have this subconscious or even conscious thought that we need everything we do that's the same that heterosexual person do, we need to do better to prove that we are good enough, that we are good citizens, we are a good part of society. I can say for sure that the second time 
I came out to my family. I go through an even worse process because I believe they realize that everything they did since I was 15 didn't change anything. And that really scared them. But that's an important thing to talk about. That as we, as people who start understanding our sexual preference as different from any other heterosexual um, feeling or identity, we need time to process all this. We need time to accept ourselves. We need time to understand who we are. So I truly believe like at the same time we need that, our parents or friends also need the time to process. I think that's really important for us to understand. Most of the people can react bad at the first time, but if you respect their opinion, respect their own time and space to process all that without you being the one who stop the relationship and turn your back to them and try to maintain a health relationship, that's really important. I think that's really important for us to understand that everybody needs their own time in this coming out story because when we come out, our family come out together with us. And the same time is a process for us, is also a process for them. But another thing is when this process of then trying to understand what it means to have a gay kid or a gay son and daughter, we need to understand that need to be healthy process. What I'm trying to say is that if their behaviors are getting violent or really traumatic, we need to seek for help. We need to seek help. We need to go to therapy, we need to talk to other people, we need to talk to other members of the family that we think that could help us and support us, talk to communities, to leaders of uh, LGBTQIA plus groups that could help us to go, through, to go through this process and help to talk to our parents to help them to understand all this. If you're going through a process of coming out and things are starting to get really violent or scary for you, you can seek help. You can ask for help in your community, inside your family, with your best friends, anyone that you think could help you. Because accepting the other person process is legit, is fine, is important, but is also important to take care of yourself and who you are. And creating this podcast for me is so important because of that. And we can share this voice and tell to everyone else who's going through this process right now that everything is going to be okay, that you have a community here. That's what motivates me to be right now recording this podcast. I want you bring more about my own experience in other episodes and really talk about all this personal process as a way to share with you and create this community. But today, I want to tell you guys what... Well, Let's Talk Creates a Podcast 
where I'm going to be talking about the history, what is and what was to be a lesbian in our society. I really want to look to a past and look to the history of the lesbian movement and the history of the LGBTQI movement and the history of the feminist movement to understand who we are in our society right now and why the world is the way it is right now. Why we still have hate. Why we still need to deal with prejudice. Why is still having gays being killed in countries where it's illegal to be who you are? And as a historian, I really believe that the only way to change the future is looking back to the past, look for the origin of all these philosophic, religious, cultural concepts that is still out there after centuries being used to justify hate arguments. I want to talk in this podcast about the history of who we are as a way to open people's mind and make us question things people say, arguments people use, understanding that most of the time the, so the social construction that we have today is a result of generations and generations of culture being built and information being passed in a pattern of behaviors. Talking about our culture, talking about our history, and most important, talking about our representation, it's how we can make a better world for our kids in the future, especially for homosexual kids or transgender kids or LGBTQI kids in general. For me, being a writer and identifying myself as a lesbian writer is a matter of representation. I want to write books, fictional novel books, with lesbian characters because I want other people to read my books and see their own story there, see their own truth there, see that what they feel is normal and acceptable. That's nothing wrong with them. And that's why Let's Talk Queer was created. Our podcast is going to be released every Monday and Thursday at 9 p.m. in your favorite podcast platform. I am really happy to have you here with me. And I hope you guys enjoy this project and help me to share Let's Talk Queer with anyone else that you think could be really interested in this conversation and creating this big community with us. You can also visit my website, CassiaEmerald.com, to have more information about my short story that I published on Amazon, to receive updates from my next books, or anything else that, or any new project that I'm creating. And on the next episode of Let's Talk Queer, we are going to be talking about a subject that I am really excited and I think that you guys are going to love. I am going to talk about my favorite book, The Well of Loneliness by the writer Radcliffe Hall, 
And the theory behind the book, the scientific theory of the congenital inversion. All right, I'll see you guys next Thursday. Bye-bye. You just listened to the podcast Let's Talk Queer. Episodes are released every Monday and Thursday at 9 p.m. If you like it, you can share in your favorite social media. See you guys in the next episode. Let's break the silence.